out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash jhm. So, not much. Yeah. Uh, so, as Diane said, I am an intern. I get the awesome privilege to hang out with you guys. I get to hang out with some of these staff members that are up here. It's so much fun. But have you guys ever felt... When you're at a new place, you know, you're at a new house or new school, new church, do you ever, you know what that feels like? You kind of get nervous and it's kind of scary. Well, I have to admit, that's me right now. I'm new here. I've been here for about three weeks, but I'm loving it. You guys are awesome. You guys have made my, my job so much fun and I get to hang out with all you guys and it's been a blast. Last week... We're in, a series, we're in a series right now about how uncontrollable God is. And last week, we had Jared talk about the story of Cain and Abel and how Cain killed his brother Abel and God allowed that and how uncontrollable that is. Um, and this week, we're talking about God being your number one priority. Um, our uh, kind of theme of tonight is, or today, is Jesus and um, and I'll kind of dive into a little bit more about that. But before that, I want to tell you guys a story. And this was uh, in, when I was in junior high, and my priority was sports. But not just any sport, basketball. I love basketball. Dave, hey, we should play basketball. Um, no, Lakers are not a good team. Um, anyway, anyway, I love basketball, and in junior high, I had to be the best, because if I was the best, that meant that people would pay attention to me, girls would like me, that's true, girls would like me, and I'd be popular, and that's what I wanted, that's what I needed, and so I spent hours and hours every day playing basketball. I would get up, go to school play basketball, eat dinner, play more basketball, maybe do homework. But I eat, I breathed basketball. I loved it so much. But you know what? I reached my goal, and I became really good. But once I reached that goal, who cares? I wanted more. There was something missing. And later I realized that the thing that was missing was Jesus. I had lived a Jesus and life, a Jesus and basketball life. My life was not solely for Jesus. It was Jesus and. And I tell you that story because I know a lot of you guys are in a situation right now that you have a priority in your life that's not Jesus. And I want to let you know, once you obtain that goal, it'll be very easy to want more. And that more is Jesus. Our breakout group question, if we can throw it up. Um, oh, yeah, we already did. Um, the breakout question is, what are three of the most important things in your life? Give me some of them. David. My belly your belly button lint. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right here. Your family. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. In the back. Food. What kind of food? All food. My favorite food is pizza. So if you really love me, buy me pizza. Just kidding. Not really. Yeah. 
Music. What kind of music do you like? Rap. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Puppies. I love puppies too. Uh, yeah. Friends, food, and skating. Awesome. Right here. Your friends. Okay. How about like one or two more? How about over here? Singing. That is awesome. I sing in high school. I love singing. Uh, okay. Right there. Money. You're the first one to say that. When I was writing my message, I was like, someone's going to say money. But you're the first one. Awesome job. Yes, these are all, those are all great answers. And the point of that is to point out that there is something in our lives that can be more important than Jesus. And I want to turn to the Bible to see what it says. It's uh, Acts chapter 19. If you guys have your Bibles, please open to it. If not, it will be on the screen. And uh, let me find, there it is. Um, and this, the book of Acts is about the apostles. And the apostles are the people that were with Jesus until he died, and then they started the first church. And one of the guys who was an apostle is named Paul, and he's going to be a guy that we're going to focus on. So this is what it says. This is what um, Acts chapter 19, verse 11 says. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the spirits left them. Okay, so you have this guy, Paul, who just a few chapters before this, chapter 9, was persecuting and killing Christians. He did not like Christians. He went to, on a journey to a city called Damascus to uh, find Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem to put them on trial on that way. God grabbed his life and completely changed it. And now, look at this. He's touching people with handkerchiefs, and they're being healed. How cool is that? I would love to be able to be like, hey, Wade, you're healed. How cool is that? Or, you know, like, you. Oh, yeah, here, you're healed. How cool? That would be so cool. Imagine going into an In-N-Out and seeing a guy be like, hey, I just touched you with my handkerchief. You're healed now. At first, that might be kind of be like, oh, you're kind of weird, but okay, that's awesome. But, okay, let's see, let's keep going. Let's see what the next passage part says. It says this. Some Jews who went out around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Okay, so do you see what they're doing here? These seven priests who are trying to heal this guy, they're totally name-dropping. They're name-dropping Jesus. It's not, in, uh, in Jesus' name, who I preach, it's Jesus' name who Paul preaches. He's totally name-dropping. It'd be like, wait, guess what? This week, I talked to Diane. She even texted me. And you know what? That's a pretty big deal. Because even though Jared is the pastor... She does everything anyway. That's her job. She does everything. Or, I gotta hang out with David. No, that's not that big a deal. Who cares? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. But they're totally name dropping. They're totally name dropping Jesus' name. And see, let's see what happens to them. It says this. Okay, where am I? Um, and okay, then then the evil the evil the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all, 
He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Okay. That's funny. Who would ever thought that in the Bible, people would run out of a house naked and bleeding? Just imagine. Can you imagine walking down the street and seeing some naked guy running around bleeding because he just gotten beaten up by an evil spirit? That's crazy. But it happened. And I want to ask you a question. Why did Paul, what Paul did work, and what these guys did didn't? It was because Paul's life was Jesus and Jesus alone. With the priests, it was Jesus and. Turn with me to Psalm 62. It says this. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. My soul finds rest in God alone. In God alone. Let's continue in the story in Acts. The rest of the story reads like this. It says... When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number of them who had practiced evil sorcery brought their scrolls and brought their scrolls brought their scrolls and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to fifty thousand drachmas. Now, here's a couple things that are significant. It says that these guys burned their scrolls. And it was worth some money. But I want to focus on this. Sorcerers, that was their life. That was their job. And the way that they practiced their sorcery was through their scrolls. And so basically what they're doing is like, I am giving up the most important thing in my life. This is how I live. This is how I earn money. This is my life. And I'm giving it up to them. These scrolls had zero value to them. It would be like a leaf falling off a tree and dropping to the ground. Who cares? No one ever picks up a leaf and be like, oh, I'm going to sell this, or I'm going I'm to take it to a museum. You know? No. It's a leaf. Who cares? You, you jump in them, or you, you know, throw them at your sister. I don't know. Okay. But these guys were willing to give up the most important thing in their life, so they could have a relationship with Jesus. So their life would be Jesus alone. What's it for us? I know we don't have sorcerers and we don't have scrolls. The only sorcery we see is in Harry Potter, which is a film, and you can argue if it's real or not. But what's the point? The scrolls and the sorcery our metaphor for our life, to, uh, to, to apply it to our lives, it can be basketball, it can be cute clothes, it can be popularity, it can be getting buff, it could be whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, we need to give that up. And I know some of you guys are saying, but I have to have this. That's who I am. I need to be popular because then people will love me, and I have to be loved. 
But do you remember the story I told you at the beginning? Once you, I obtained what I wanted, there was still more in my life. Trust me, guys. Please trust me. I wasted so many years of my life trying to obtain greatness in basketball. So what? And wrapping up, I want to tell you this story. This, uh, my family, I am originally from Seattle, Seattle, Washington, and most of my family lives there. And one night, I was here, at, I was at Biola. Um, it was my freshman year, my first year of college, so about three years ago. And I get a call from my dad. And at this point, I'm not worried. It's my dad calling, whatever. And then he tells me, he gets on the phone, and you get that feeling, do you ever get that feeling where before a word is said, something bad happened, you just, you just know it? That happened. And I was like, Dad, what's wrong? And he started crying. Then I got really scared, because my dad never cries. And so I got scared, and I said, Dad, what's wrong? He said, Grandpa had a heart attack. Your grandpa had a heart attack, and he's in the hospital. And the doctors say he's not going to live. He's not doing well. So we bought you a plane ticket. You're coming home, and you're going to say goodbye. So a couple days later, I got on a plane, flew to Seattle. My aunt picked me up in the airport, and I went straight to the hospital. I get to the hospital, go to the, the floor where my grandpa was at, and my dad meets me at the elevator. And again, I get that feeling. I can just tell something's wrong. And he said, Marshall, Grandpa had a really hard night last night. They had to use a defibrillator on him 27 times. And what that means is a defibrillator is the paddles that when your heart stops, you go clear, and they you know, hit you trying to restart your heart. They had to do that 27 times to him. And they said he's just getting worse and worse and worse. And what little hope we had is now gone. So I went into the hospital room, and I was by myself, and I realized that God was not the priority at that moment. At that moment, my grandpa staying alive was the priority. I was living a Jesus and my grandpa living moment. And I realized that. And so I remember praying, God, you need to be my priority. You're my number one. So I'm okay if he dies. I'm okay. And I stayed there for a couple days, and he, you know, he got better, he got worse. He got better, he got worse. So I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I had to fly back here to go back to school, and I get a text when I landed back in California, and it's a picture of my grandpa walking around. And my grandpa's still alive today. He may not be as strong as he was five years ago, but he's alive. And I tell you that story because he knows what it means to have life, be, have a life of Jesus as number one priority, a Jesus and Jesus alone life. His heart stopped. He was dead. And yet, he still did. Not my will, but your will, Jesus. Whatever that takes, whatever that means. What is that for you? Popularity, belly button lint, your clothes, sports, family, dog, whatever it is. What is it for you? 
and what are you willing to do about it? Justin is going to come up in a second. And over here, you have these tables. And you have sticky notes. I want you to write the answers to those questions. What are the one or two, maybe three, whatever things in your life that have more priority than Jesus? And what are you willing to do about it? And then I want you to stick it to that piece of paper over here. And just like the people that practice sorcery, they publicly confess their sins. I want you guys to do that. You don't have to write your name. It's completely anonymous. But, but publicly stick your sin on that piece of paper. Once you guys are done with that, I'll come back up and, and pray for us. So whenever you're ready, go ahead and go over there.
heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. As I walk from earth into eternity. give you guys more time, but I also know that some of you guys have to leave, so I'm going to wrap us up. You guys over there, please take your time, do what you need to do. Uh, I'm going to pray, so let's pray, guys. Father God, thank you so much for this time to be here to learn more about you. And God, I pray that all of us that are living a life that has a priority before you, we're living a, living a Jesus and life. God, I pray that you would help us change our hearts in that this week. May we really uh, wrestle with that this week and talk about that with you, God. And uh, just be with us. And I pray that we return safely next week. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. All right, guys. Have a great week. If you have not said goodbye to Justin, please do. We'll see you next week. And I am safe.